Hello everyone, welcome back to the second episode in my podcast channel. Today I would like to share something interesting again for teachers. Of course, for teachers, right? Um, just like I said in my bio. Okay, um, so in the first episode, let me just uh, briefly talk about it a little bit. Um, in the first episode, I talked about how to do a qualitative research proposal, right? And for those who have watched, uh, sorry, not watched, who have listened um, to my first recording in the first episode, I hope that you learned something from my presentation. Okay, right, so in this second episode here, and I hope that um, it also um, can help you as well, because this is about um, teachers, of course. And what I'm going to share today is how to become a professional teacher right that sounds pretty insane <laughs> yeah so how to become a professional teacher right there are so many different ways there's a lot of ways uh, uh, that you need to to take right or uh, follow right that doesn't mean that you have to follow um, all the ways that I, I share but um, you can just um, choose the best one right there are like uh, 10 different ways 10 different tips for all of you right how to become a professional teachers but um, I think I'm not gonna tell all of that uh, I will just pick up some um, important ones right I can say the most important ones best of the best right okay um, so the very first point is um, the knowledge right so what do I mean by knowledge of course in other words we can say knowledgeable right or being knowledgeable about the subject right so for teachers of course we know that teachers have good knowledge right if he doesn't possess any particular skill how can he become a teacher right so I can say um, if one decides to teach make sure that one is knowledgeable about what to teach for example okay tomorrow you are gonna start uh, your new class so then you have to be sure of yourself. Are you ready to teach? Are you knowledgeable enough to teach? Or do you know what to teach? Right, okay? That's the questions you need to uh, ask yourself to assure, just to ensure yourself whether you can do this or not, okay? Right, this is like, um, it's like an inspiration, you know? Um, for those who like um, to become teachers, right? The very first thing you need to keep in mind is make sure that your knowledge is good enough so that you can impart this to other people, right? I think this is pretty exciting because um, um, if one possesses good knowledge, let's say um, not too much, but they know fairly good about what they're going to do, uh, what they're going to teach, students will respect the teacher's knowledge and will respect a lot um, in, I mean, in, in many different ways, right? When a teacher knows a lot about his uh, his own skill, students always praises uh, always praise their teachers, right? Because that's what he knows, that's what he possesses, right? Um, this is like um, this actually comes from my experience, uh, my own experience. Um, as I used to teach um, for the first time, um, actually, as I remembered, I taught um, more like um, grammar structures. Um, to like uh, inter- pre-intermediate students and I'm not gonna lie right uh, I did so well in the first day of teaching um, I know in the first day I, I was supposed to uh, introduce myself but I mean like the first time of my teaching right 
that was the first time, right? And um, I did quite well when I taught uh, some grammar structures. Um, students, they, they really appreciated uh, the way I taught. They said, wow, very good job, teacher. Well, I could understand what you, you explained, right? And that, that was really inspirational, you know? That motivated me a lot, right? And that's the point, you know? Be sure of what you are going to teach. Be sure what you teach, right? When you are sure what you teach, it's like you are knowledgeable enough of what you are going to teach, right? Because you know it, you know it for certain that you, you can teach that, okay? You have the ability to teach that, right? So the second thing is self-confidence, right? Self-confidence is also very important. And this is actually linked with the first point. As I said, being knowledgeable about the subject that you teach, right? So self-confidence here, I can say it's pretty powerful as well. You know, I used to experience a lot when um, I was a student. If teachers are not so confident, students also lose their motivations, right? Confident teachers usually can be seen easily. I can say, based on my experience, again, not a student, but also a teacher at the same time, you know? Even the way I walk, the way I speak, the way I act, in front of those students, they can judge already, they can observe. And when their teacher is confident enough to teach them, they also feel motivated to learn from their teachers. For example, if a teacher is so nervous, gets so nervous about teaching, for example, in the first day he starts teaching, students also feel bad about it. They feel demotivated as well. That doesn't mean they try to look down on the teachers, but they just try to, to make things right, you know? If, if, if their teacher is not, is not confident enough to teach them, what can they learn from class? They will learn nothing, right? Okay, so being, con being, very, being confident is very important as well for teachers, right? Use your knowledge that you know, and then teach confidently. When you convey your messages to your students, that those messages are pretty powerful because the way you convey that is it's in a confident way, right? Whatever you do in class, even, you, even how you monitor the class, even how you walk, right? The way you walk, student can see that, right? That's your confidence. And that will make your student learn a lot as well from you. When you see that you're confident, you are impressive. Students like you and they are willing to learn from you. And that makes the lesson uh, go smoothly. And they will also learn effectively from you, right? Okay, that's the second thing. What about the third one? The third one is, it has to do with um, professional development, right? I think this sounds pretty weird um, to be a teacher, but that doesn't mean that you know a lot as a teacher. You also need some time, you know, like to attend some important workshops. For example, okay, let's say um, you're just like a, a, um, a holder of a master's degree, right? Then you want to learn something from somebody else or maybe some other teachers who also hold bachelor's degree or sorry, not, not bachelor's degrees, master's degree and you want to learn more from them, right? They can share. And that's how you can develop your professionalism in teaching. You can ask them, right? You can just, you know, like, um, um, let's just say in, in, in most educational institutions, they usually, you know, like come up with, uh, you know, like workshops for teachers, sharing sessions, 
you can learn from other teachers at the same time, right? That's how you develop your professionalism in teaching. You learn more from other teachers at the same time, right? Teaching methodologies, right? How to use games effectively. How to make students engaged in any activities in the classroom. How to make students learn, right? In a lot of ways. So professional development is very important as well for teachers. Although you know a lot already, but you still need to attend such workshops in order to learn more from them, right? Okay, that's the third one. And the fourth one is your responsibility as a teacher, right? Being responsible here, it's not just about, you know, like uh, taking care of the student in the class or make sure that they, um, they study, uh, they, do not, they do not like make a mess in the class, but this is about your lesson, the lessons that you teach, the knowledge that you, can, you impart to them. You know, for example, okay, today you have taught inversions, to, right, to everyone in a class, okay, different types of inversions, let's say, inversions in conditional sentences, right, you've taught them, you gave them the forms, you can use either approach you want, okay, um, after you teach, make sure that the student understands the lesson, do not just try to teach and then finish the lesson, okay, that's it for the lesson, right, you have to ask them questions, Hello everyone, are you sure? Have you understood the lesson? If you have any questions, please ask me, okay? I would, I would like to explain again, okay? Yeah, you have to be responsible for what you teach. Responsible for what you teach, right? Of course. If you just only teach for money, that's useless. That's not a decent job as a teacher, right? A teacher has to be responsible, right? Make sure that you ask students at the end of the class. Okay, so that is the end of the lesson about inversion in, in, in conditional sentences. Any questions, everyone? Please ask, right? I would like to um, explain one last time to make sure that uh, uh, you understand the points that you don't understand, right? Yeah, there's a lot of ways. You can also like keep reviewing or, but I think seeking clarification at this point by asking them such questions like that, it's a good way, right? to show your own responsibility as the teacher. Yeah. When you do this job, you make money, right? But you also have to be responsible for what you do at the same time, all right? Okay. Um, so that is the uh, fourth point, right? So the last one, this is also very important as well. And like I said, I'm, I was not gonna, you know, like tell all the, the 10 or 11 points here, just only the five, five of them, best of the best. The, the fifth one is critical reflection, okay? What, is, what does it mean by critical reflections? I'm gonna take one of it to explain. That's more like the morality in teaching. It's not about the teachers, um, it's not about how a teacher should be moral to student, but it's about teaching moral conduct to student. What to do right. Tell them, you know, like, at least you have this, like teach them more lessons about this. Sometimes students know a lot about what you teach, but the way they act, the way they speak to people higher than them, like something like um, awkward or um, just like, uh, in other words, we say um, impolite, right? Make sure that they know when to talk, how to or how to respect uh, people, right? In other words, right? Not just when you talk, but it just, uh, it just like, uh, it just refers to uh, any context or any scenarios or, or people whom they talk to, right? This is this might sound a little bit confusing, uh, everyone. Again, for the 
um, critical reflections based on moral conduct here is like you teach what is right. You want your student to, to do right in the society, right? For example, let's say, okay, everybody, when you grow up, please, right? Please um, still keep studying hard, right? Keep studying hard and do not, do not engage in bigger groups. It's just an example of how you can teach them what to do. You can say the kids these days, they join bigger groups, they commit, uh, they, they commit crimes, right? And that's, that's really disapproving. You don't want to see such images in the society, right? You want to make sure that your students, when they grow up, they, they, they follow what you, you've taught them, you know? To be good students. Make sure they won't smoke. Smoking is bad. You don't want to teach kids to smoke, right? That's another example. It's a part of moral context or the way they talk to people, older people. How to use the language? How to use language when talking to older people? Excuse me by saying, excuse me, could you please, or, or at least such languages should be talked to, ma to make sure that students can uh, speak politely to uh, older people, right? Of course, parents are very important, right? Their parents, their par their parents can teach them such uh, context, right? But we also can do that as teachers. We are like the second parent, you know? So we can teach them, we can share what is right and let them do what is right, okay? Tell them to avoid doing something wrong in society, something that people, something that people in society hate, right? Okay? So I think that um, it sounds pretty um, boring somehow at this point, but I think it's a good, uh, it's, it's one of the good part as well because uh, it's one of the best part uh, because you know you don't just teach what you're supposed to teach you can also give some other lessons just to make the students um, learn more about the uh, their life in the society all right okay um, so I think that um, should be it for the uh, five things um, to be a professional teacher right um, like I said you know like um, Different teachers have different ideas about um, the same thing and they have different perspectives in teaching. So I can say that all the five points that I've shared are good enough, but I can say it's, uh, it's um, one of the best, right? If you think that, um, uh, okay, uh, maybe a few points of your presentations are good, so I would like to follow. Yeah, you can, you can just follow that, right? That's what I can share, okay? Um, there's a lot more for you guys, you know, um, you can just think of that, right, of how to become better teachers, right. To me, I can say all the five points here are good, okay, so um, it just can help, you know, um, teachers become professional, right, okay. But still, it all depends on uh, you yourself as well, right, that's just how I can share. Uh, but if you are a teacher yourself, you will find out the way uh, you do uh, such things to your students, right? I mean, the way you do your job, right? You teach your students, you will know exactly, right? Okay, so I think that should be it for the second episode um, on my podcast channel, right? So I hope that you uh, learned something from the second episode here. Okay, right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I think it, sound, it sounds a little bit boring at the end, but I hope that at least uh, the first, second, and third point can...